Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. Today, we are talking with Marianne Bell about DISC and using it in project management. We're actually talking about the Maxwell version of the DISC profiling system. This is a fun fact. Before I was an Enneagram person, I was a DISC person. So this is super interesting to me. And I am so excited to get into this because me being a high I and also a type seven who is future referencing and always thinking about the future. I don't always stop to think about the details of what it takes to complete a project. And so this is definitely going to help me and hopefully it will help others too. But before we get started, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, be sure to go to podcast.powercoachgen.com and hit the subscribe. Something special that I didn't think I was going to do, but I'm so happy that I did. After a week or so of really processing some of these personality profiling tools, I decided that, hey, I need to do a follow-up and kind of compare each of the tools to the Enneagram. And so you will see series I'm calling the bite-sized deep dives, where I am going through and just comparing them to the Enneagram and what I like about it, what I don't like, and which one I think is better. And just spoiler alert, one's not better than the other. (laughs) It's just whatever resonates with you and helps you unbox yourself. Let's go ahead and get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. 
today we are here with Marianne Bell to talk to us about DISC. But before we get into that, just tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, what your expertise is, and your business. Sure. So my expertise is in project management. I sort of became an accidental project manager probably about 20 years ago when I was managing um, a payroll software system. And then when I left there, I went over to the software company that made that software. So I got kind of got thrown into the managing software projects. And I'm also a Maxwell leadership coach. So the people side of the projects sort of was super interesting to me. So I jumped into that. And my business, I do a lot of different things. I do some project management consulting, but I also I call myself an aspiring digital CEO. So if you're a James Wedmore fan, I want to be able to help younger people, like younger women particularly, learn their personality style, choose a career that they love, and just learn the project management side of things so that when they actually go to start their career, they have that step ahead that most people don't already have and help them stand out above the crowd. So I work full time in my project management job and my side gig is just doing some of this disc stuff with, ideally with teens, but I'm just starting out. I really love that. And you're, you're spot on as far as, you know, aspiring digital CEOs. They have a lot of vision. They have a lot of ideas and tend to be fast paced and kind of jump into it and then go, okay, I had the idea, but I don't really know how to do it. Like now what? And that can be really hard for some entrepreneurs of just really understanding, oh, I have to manage these projects also. <laughs> yeah. And for me, being like starting out as a project manager, I know all those pieces, right? But when I'm in the space of being creative and visionary, sometimes I find it hard to manage myself and actually get to where I need to go. So like I, I have it all, but I, yeah, it depends on kind of what role that I'm wearing at the time. Um, mm -hmm. So I definitely see a lot of people struggling in the online groups about that exact thing that you were talking yeah. about. And I'm like, just, just use project management. She's like, but, <laughs> but then I say that and then I find myself, I'm like, oh, well, I'm a project manager, but it's hard when you're managing your own project. Mm -hmm. And that's a gifting. That's a gifting. I, and, and I'm kind of the same way, like with marketing and messaging. It's so easy to, to audit somebody's sales page and go, oh, your message isn't coming through on your sales page. And then I look at my sales page and I'm like, I know that my message isn't coming through or I think it is, but I don't necessarily know how to fix it. And then I need a coach or I need a manager to help me with the very same things that I help my clients with. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of silly that way, but that's the way it works. <laughs> it's like the irony of being a business owner. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of like jumps off into, you know, part of your disc personality. There's four dimensions of your personality. And when you're a project manager, there's four different things you need to be looking at. When I think of project management, like to keep it simple, there's three big buckets of work. There's the planning, the work, and that can encompass thinking the big picture vision, like what do you want to do, all the way down to what's the schedule and what is your launch timelines look like? What are all the pieces that go in, right? So from the big to the detailed. And then there's implementing the plan. You're implementing the plan that you figured out. And that's when you really need to manage your work and keep on task and that sort of thing. And then there's the transitioning to operations. And that's when you're closing your project down, you're doing your lessons learned, you're training the people who need to actually manage the piece, the product or the service that you've now created. 
Um, and then also they need to help make sure that the benefits of your project are actually being realized. So some people think of project management as one small chunk, but the way I look at it, I look at it from before the project actually starts to actually when it's implemented in the operations side of things. But inside of each, like you need all four of your dimensions of your personality in there. And especially if you're managing the project yourself. If you have a team, you can lean on your other teammates for those different sections. But when it's just you, you have to be able to wear all those different hats and mm -hmm. learn to be good at them, right? Because one of the, the things that the DISC method talks about is you have natural strengths when you're born. And then you have your environment that will influence how you act. And then also your role models that can impact how you act. So depending on the environment you're in, like a project, you may have to learn to do some things that you're not completely strong in. Mm -hmm. But you have all four of those dimensions. So the first one is the D, the dominant. And I understand that's one of your numbers. So the dominant people. One. That's your second one. So dominant people, they have to be in control and they're considered the action project manager. They're the ones that want to get things done. They lead the meetings. They're very direct. They like to challenge the status quo. Their main thing is acting and then thinking. So when you said like, let's just do it <laughs> and they jump in and then they're like, okay, now what? But they're also really good at making decisions. Like they're quick decision makers. So the that's very important in all of the aspects, all three. So when you're planning the work, instead of thinking things through, you can actually make quick decisions and go with it. Then there's the eyes. And these people are considered influencing. They like to influence others. They love to stand up in front of a crowd and influence other people. They're the, the social project managers and they like to have fun doing the project. So they think of the social activities and the the storytelling and, and they facilitate the workshops. So when you think about projects, their stakeholder engagement is a really big piece of project management. And, but they're more of the big group stakeholder engagement, like the facilitation. So the social media, like being on social media, the eyes love doing that. <laughs> like they're the podcast hosts, right? So the C stands for compliant. So C is my highest one. Compliant are the detailed project managers. They're the ones that do really well with the schedules. I probably should have had a schedule here, but I have this big board that has like all detailed out of schedules and, and timelines. So they're good at that. They like doing spreadsheets. They're uh, facts, data-driven. They're always the ones that are on time when it comes to being at meetings or they're early, like they're just a little bit early. From a project perspective, when you're planning quality assurance, so when you're implementing a software, for example, like a, a course uh, platform, they're the ones that you want to have on your side because they're going to test that system to make sure that nothing fails and that all the things work. They're also really good with risk management. So part of planning is really thinking about what are the risks and how do you actually mitigate those risks? And the D is going to say to you, oh, well, that's not a risk I need to worry about. The probability of that happening isn't, you know, no big deal because they're the risk takers. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, we're good with that. So then the, the detailed PM has to say, okay, that's fine. So imagine if you're managing the project on your own, you're having those conversations back and forth with yourself, right? It's like, okay, well, this is a risk. Oh, no, it's not big deal. No big deal. <laughs> and so then there's the S 
people who are steady and they are your people project managers. So they are the ones that will have sit down and have a coffee chat with maybe a stakeholder. So they're more of a, they do stakeholder engagement, but they're small group stakeholders. And they're the ones that want to do things together. So they have the team building activities and they feel like they're consistent. They follow through day to day. So they might be the ones who are looking at the schedule and saying, how are we doing on this particular task and making sure that it's actually on track and it's happening, right? And with the DISC, the D and the I are very outgoing and the C and the S are very reserved. And the I and the S, they're people-oriented and the D and the C are task-oriented. I find this very interesting because I believe my husband is a D and a C combined. Um, So because they're task-oriented, they derive pleasure from accomplishments. So they feel good about you when... Uh, you do some sort of task on time. An example that was given to me is, so my husband loves when you walk in the door, all the shoes are in a row inside the closet. And if you walk in and they're all over the place, he doesn't feel good about you because you haven't followed what he wants you to. Like he wants you to put the shoes in order. So in a project, when the sponsor or the, you know, the, the person who's leading the project is a D person, if you're not a D and you haven't done something that they expected you to do, they're going to feel like, oh, well, this person's not really doing what they're supposed to do. So they're very task-oriented. And the I's and the S's. Would you say that they're judgmental? Like they the could D's be. are more judgmental? Yeah, they could definitely be more judgmental. And the, like, I know I find that from my C perspective. They also hold a high uh, tolerance for excellence. So I've been an administrative assistant in the past. Like I started my career as a medical secretary. And so when I work with someone else in that position, and if they haven't met that bar of what I expect, then I'm like, what's going on? Like, that does, like that's not what a, a secretary does or an admin assistant does. Like, you need to be able to do this and this and this. <laughs> but yes, they can be very judgmental. Um, so the I and the S, because they're people-oriented, they derive pleasure from relationships, who you are, and how you make them feel. So. If you make them feel good, they will gravitate towards you. But if you make them feel bad, they're going to move away. So I'm a C, but I'm also an I and an S. And so when my husband says something like, you didn't put the shoes in the right spot, then I automatically, you didn't make me feel good with that statement. So, so I'm going to maybe like be more reserved and pull back. That was interesting. I like the way you described the I. If you make them feel good then they're drawn to you. Oh my gosh, that is so me. (laughs) And, you know, also being a type seven in the Enneagram, it's more of a positive negative thing. Uh, And so it may not even necessarily be like my feelings, but if I perceive something as positive versus if I perceive something as negative. And so for the listeners, if you know what your Enneagram type is, you still may be an I, but it will be different metrics than for me. Like for me, it's like, is it, positive, that's going to make me feel good. Or is negative, that's not going to make me feel good. For a type three, it might be, is it a a compliment that boosts my ego? Or is it something that's embarrassing and might potentially ruin my reputation? If you're type three and an I, that might be the metric. And when you have any combination of the I, the S, and the C in your profile, you have sort of a special characteristics in that you can behave with the decisiveness and determination of a D if the parameters are clearly identified. So 
before we came on. <laughs> you know how we talked about, like, if I would have just had my, like, agenda and all everything lined up, I can be very decisive and, and you know. But when you don't have that, when you're not prepared, it can, mm-hmm. you know, out, all out of sorts. But that's what's interesting. So if you have somebody who has those characteristics, they don't have to be a high D in order to, to be that decisive person. Because we all have all four of them. We all have highly developed parts of our personality. And then we have areas of improvement. <laughs> and that we have natural strengths, but then also based on our environment or the people that are in environment, we might adapt. We might change the dynamics of our personality. Uh, what is that called? I call it nature versus nurture, but what, what do you call it? With the Maxwell DISC report, they provide you with three different graphs. And the first graph is the public perception. And the second one is the stress perception. And the third one is the mirror. So with the stress perception graph, that's considered your core muscles. We like to describe it as the muscles you were born with. So these are your natural strengths. It's your private self. It's really who you are under stress. The graph number one, so the mask called public perception, but it's really the mask that you put on in public. And this is the behavior that is expected by others. And these are the muscles that you choose for your current environment. So depending on what you're doing at your job. And that's why often you might take a DISC assessment when you're maybe first starting your job and your career. And then 10 or 20 years later, you have a different DISC result. It's because you're thinking of a different environment when Mm -hmm. you're actually doing that assessment. And then the third graph is the mirror graph, and it's your perceived self. So it reflects your self-image, self-identity, the way you think about yourself. And these are considered all of the muscles you've developed, like all the different skills that you've built. That's how you look at yourself. So it's interesting to be able to have all those three different graphs. It's so interesting. And so when you work with someone, do you give them a test? Do you just meet with them and try to assess what their DISC profile is? How do you do that? I usually just assess them based on how they talk, how they act, how they respond, just so that I can get an idea of what they are. Sometimes as a team, I'll suggest that we do the DISC profile together and and then map it out to see where we're at and if there's any gaps in our personalities. That's really cool. That's really neat. Yeah. Okay, so I'm really excited about digging a little bit more into that, uh, but we're running out of time. So before we shut this down, just quickly tell people what's the best way to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about how they can manage their projects and manage their business. Sure. I am on social media. I'm not super active on social media. The best way to get a hold of me, though, would be by email. Hello at MarianneBell.ca. My social media handle is I am Marianne Bell on Instagram as well as on Facebook. And I'm also on LinkedIn. But if you go to my webpage, MarianneBell.ca, there's a little LinkedIn thing on the bottom. Or actually, there's a button. I made it like a link tree. So you mm-hmm. can go there and you can connect with me on LinkedIn because I hang out there quite a bit. I'll put the link to your website and your email address in the show notes. You bet. All right. 
All right, so we're going to shut this down and we'll see you in the after party, which will be on the podcast, Unbox Your Personality, and uh, go ahead and subscribe. All right, see ya. Bye. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.